0: what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning. It's 9.40 a.m., November the 28th, 2018, and this is episode number 41 of Bitcoin and... We got a double digit bounce. Oh, thank God. It's not, you know, maybe we're not all dead, right? Maybe we're not all dead. So yeah, Bitcoin is get. my screens are showing, you know, 10 and a half percent rise uh, since yesterday. Very nice to see. Haven't seen a double digit rise in so long. I, I kind of can't remember <laughs> when I saw a double digit rise. Uh, hopefully it holds. Um, so anyway, we there's a again there's quite a bit of stuff going on today. So let's uh, jump right in with both feet. But the first thing I want to talk about is a tweet that I made, and it's not Bitcoin related. However, I I feel that this is important. Um, I tweeted out a dailyjournal.net article <clears throat> that reads it is for this is uh the united states mississippi elections um uh, so if you're not in the united states don't worry about it but the headline is uh man dies before voting wife returns to cast her ballot macomb mississippi a mississippi man collapsed and died on the way to vote tuesday with his wife who went back later to cast her ballot in what election officials called a testament to her sense of civic responsibility. Oh, but God, help me, help me. Please help me. This is ridiculous. Precinct bailiff Keith Varn- Varnado told the Enterprise Journal that Emmett Booth was coming in the South Macomb Baptist Church in Southern Mississippi to vote when he collapsed. Quote, he was coming in the door and as he was getting ready to open the door, he collapsed. End quote. Bailiff Keith Vernado said, "I felt him stop breathing. He was taken to the hospital, where Pike County Coroner Jason Jones said he later died. But precinct voter uh, precinct worker Erica Johnson said his wife Marie returned to the precinct later in the day to vote. Pike County Election Commission Chair Trudy Berger said it was sad that Booth died before he was able to vote, but that it was a testament to his wife's sense of civic responsibility that she came back." to cast her ballot. Quote, she said, that's what her husband would have wanted her to do, Berger said. And that's the end of it. And I mean, my, I'm sad about her loss. I really am. That is terrible, terrible to lose, you know, your spouse or any loved one, even a, you know, a dear friend or something like that. But I'm going to go out on an edge here and say that this is freaking ridiculous when you shelve your grief at the loss of a lov- loss of a loved one because you want to participate in an ass clown show then i'm i don't know what to say about this really this is one of the most ridiculous things that i've ever seen we all know that the, all these elections are have just become stupid polarizing bad for your mental health, bad for families, because some people will say, Oh, Trump's an idiot. And the other people say, no, I'm defending Trump and get into huge fights over, you know, Thanksgiving. And it's all bullshit. It just, it's all bullshit. And I'm just going to leave that one there again. You know, I'm sorry for this woman's loss, but I would, if it had been me, I would have stayed. I I, I would have been, I would have been in my grieving mode. I certainly wouldn't have spent, wasted any of my time to grieve over going to vote in one of these ass clowns circuses. So, okay. Um, now i getting into the Bitcoin stuff. Yay, Bitcoin. Um, the U.S. Treasury, this is a, a story out of CoinDesk. Uh, the U.S. Treasury Department has added two Bitcoin addresses to its individual sanctions list. Both tied to Iranian, or I'm sorry, Iranian ransomware plot. Oh, good Lord have mercy. Nicholas Day writing for CoinDesk.com. I'll go through a little bit of this, and uh, as usual, all this stuff is in my curated uh, Twitter feed that is in the show notes for this show. So if you want to uh, see exactly where this thing is, it's it's in my Twitter feed for uh, for the day. The U.S. Department of the Treasury is officially adding crypto addresses to its individual sanctions list. The Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control announced Wednesday that it was adding two Iranian residents – I am not even going to attempt to uh, pronounce these two gentlemen's names – to its specially designated nationals list. And for the first time in the list history – Bitcoin addresses associated with the individuals will be included with other identifying information such as physical addresses, post office boxes, email addresses, and aliases. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there because, you know, good luck, man. Good luck. How many addresses, how many addresses can I generate off of off of my private key that you can send a, a Bitcoin address to? Because. Nicholas doesn't say whether or not they hold the private keys or not. They they it just says Bitcoin addresses. I assume, and I think it's it's safe to say so, that all they have is a couple of addresses that received that received Bitcoin in them. Well, good luck, pal, even closing those down. And second of all, any you know, anybody that's been in the game long enough knows to generate a a new address basically every single time that you're going to receive bitcoin Uh, and you can do that as many times as you want and twice on sunday for the rest of your life and into infinity period because that's how many receiving receipt addresses i can generate off of one set of private keys so good luck u.s department of treasury um, I don't see that as coming to any kind of fruition other than embarrassment. Next up in the stack, Bitcoin Magazine uh, is reporting. Um, hold on for a second. Let me get to it. NASDAQ reportedly looking into Bitcoin futures market, or I'm sorry, into Bitcoin futures despite the bear market. Unconfirmed report released today, November twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen, claims that NASDAQ has plans to launch Bitcoin-based futures contract, and that these plans are continuing to go forward despite the recent crypto cr- crash. Well, of course, because guess who's been buying this buying this dip? Guess who's been buying the dip? All the people that are letting go letting go of their Bitcoin, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm going to have to sell something probably today or, or in the next day, um, to make some ends meet because we've just moved to a new city. And I mean, I'm not going to bail out of my bag, but I am going to have to sell and whoever, whoever is going to get the Satoshis that I decide to sell today or tomorrow, um, is going to be getting my, my Satoshis at a hell of a discount. I am not happy about it, but I'm going to have to do it. And so I'm not saying that if you sold, then you suck. I understand that there's, you know, people have to make ends meet. But for those of you who sold your entire bags because you were, quote unquote, fed up with the bear market and was just and just got it. The rage quitting crypto guys that we've been seeing as of late. um, I'm I'm not going to be able to feel sorry for you at all because Bitcoin does this. It does this all the time. So, the people that are buying your bags are the people that are probably insiders at Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, NASDAQ. They won't tell you about it, and they don't have to because it's fairly anonymous. But in either event, uh, I think a whole bunch of Bitcoin just got transferred to a lot of people that we really wish it hadn't got transferred to. But that's the space, man. So, do with that what you want. Let's move on up to stack. Uh, what do we got here? Oh yeah, poet, uh, P O E T, the poet project. This is a uh, kind of interesting. Let's see. Um, they went live on mainnet, on the Bitcoin mainnet. So uh, this is from Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, Michael Tyberg, writer. Uh, Poet's mainnet la- mainnet launch puts creative content data on the Bitcoin blockchain. And uh, let's I would, Read a little bit of this one too. Uh, The Poet team has taken its next step toward the verifiable web as it officially launches its proof of existence protocol on the Bitcoin mainnet. According to Poet CEO Jared Dicker, media is a business and journalism is a product. Poet was founded on the premise that good journalism and profitable business models should go hand in hand. Authentic journalism. The kind that consumers can trust is expensive to create, hard to verify, and easy to copy. Quote, as of right now, there are several key issues at play in the media space, not least of which are attribution, intellectual property, content distribution, and trust issues furthered by the current sociopolitical atmosphere. These are all the areas Poet is working to address, end quote, said Dicker. The first application developed for Poet was Frost, a custodial wallet available for anyone to seamlessly publish content on Poet without having to manage the private keys associated with that content. Now that Poet is operating on the Bitcoin mainnet with Frost, creators can start timestamping their content directly onto the Bitcoin blockchain and claiming intellectual property for their work, which is stored on IPFS." For you guys that don't know, IPFS is the interplanetary file server or service or something like that. Uh, Poet aims to bring the creative world back to a place where content quality equates to business value and it starts with building a verifiable web through cryptographic claims. Uh, One more part, just so you guys know what Poet is. There's this section that says, what is Poet and how does it work? Poet, is a decentralized protocol for content ownership, discovery, and monetization in media. It works not by utilizing its own blockchain, but by harnessing the security, immutability, and decentralization of existing protocols, specifically Bitcoin and IPFS. Poet uses these protocols to anchor and store immutable hashes of content and metadata known as quote-unquote claims. According to David Turner... Poets head of product claims are the core building block of poet right now at the beginning stages of poet claims store limited information about content like who the author is when it was published who has reviewed it and which news outlet first published it i'm actually kind of excited about this and not the you know not the least of which reasons is because they're using actual bitcoin they're not pushing a utility token they're not pushing their own blockchain. They seem to realize the immutable, the immutable nature of Bitcoin itself can be leveraged to do things other than be money. And, and the sooner that more people realize that Bitcoin is not just money and not just programmable money, but uh, it can be a whole lot of other things, the better off we're all going to be. Because right now everybody's like, going, oh, we can't use Bitcoin, can't make any money out of it, so we'll push your own shit coin and call it a, a commodity or a token or a utility token or some other BS. Okay. Stop it. Just stop. So this is one of the reasons why I'm excited about Poet. Uh, the other reason I'm excited about Poet is that I have over the past few years um, kind of been wondering about a system of being able to uh, look at a timeline of either a certain news story you know, because now they're all into updating, and like every time they update, you don't know it, it, it covers up the timestamp with a new timestamp. Like something that I know was written four weeks ago, if I look at it today and it was updated yesterday, I don't know. And it was, and if it was the first time I'd ever seen it, I wouldn't know that that thing existed. I would only know that it existed prior to the update. I wouldn't know about exactly when that happened. And if you can get, if this. This might be able to be leveraged to do that, where you can look at a timeline of how a specific article has changed, and then be able to stack that with other articles about the same subject from different authors and different news outlets, and see if there's because I I believe that there's a lot of manipulation going on in media. Now we talked about or I talked about that yesterday when we saw that uh, you can get your you you know your your shit coin. Uh, rated all the all the way from just some idiot with a hundred thousand youtube channel uh, youtube subscribers subscribers all the way up to a forbes.com writer all right and that's the the the, the you know social media guys well that's just what you know hey it's it's free-for-all out there but when you actually have taken an oath You know, about journalism and trying to be ethical and and still are, you know, shilling your service for twenty five hundred bucks so that you can tell, I don't know, hash house coin uh, or tell people about hash house coin or whatever crappy coin that, that they're shilling. And it's just a shill factory. So it would be really nice I hope the I hope the Poet Project really comes to fruition because it would be nice to be able to leverage the Poet system to look at news articles as they change, as the story changes, and see where, you know, I mean, because if you do that, you can definitely, if somebody's doing, uh, is being unethical, you're definitely going to be able to catch them out. So I'm really, really, really excited about the guys over at Poet, what they're doing, I know that there's a lot of people in this community that don't like the thought of um, oh, intellectual property, but I'm you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch on that one. So it's it's not that I'm in love with intellectual property. It's just that I know it exists and we're and it's part of our world. And well, then there you go. So I'm kind of like you know not really either for it or against it. It's just a reality. So uh, really happy about the poet situation. That's pretty cool, man. Let's see here. What do we got? I got a nice, nice uh, tweet storm from uh, Ian Lee at I-A-N-J-O-H-N-L-E-E. Why crypto is in a bear market. People are losing faith that decentralized services will be adopted and valuable to people or the world anytime soon. While there are many other short-term drivers, this is the fundamental long-term problem that we need to solve. How crypto will get out of the bear market. Build things with 10 times better end-user value slash experience and adoption. Create trust in projects, outcomes, and actions versus words. In terms of building things with 10x better end user value/slash experience, crypto needs more Netscape moments. I don't I don't mean browsers, I mean hero moments where end users step into the future and don't want to go back to the present. In terms of creating trust in projects, outcomes and actions, too much of the market's value has been driven by speculation and short-term profiting, which in turn is driven by potential words and press releases. We need to focus on outcomes, actions, and impact. We need all projects and their leaders, starting with the highest quality impact-oriented ones to stand up for their project and projects like theirs that are working hard to actually make the world better, more open, inclusive, free, etc., using distributed technologies. The announcement from uh, mezari Crypto today at CoinDesk, hashtag Consensus Invest, is an important initiative for our industry that we should all care about if we want crypto to mature and grow. And he's got a, a link to that that particular thing, uh, disclosure. Um, huge thank you. Okay, and then he gives and then he gives uh, uh, thanks for all that. But uh, you know he's he's right. You know a lot of the last you know a lot of the you know, run up to the blow-off top in 2017, clearly it was dr- driven by greed. And greed's always been around the market, but man, it just got, it got icky in 2016, 2017. You just had every shit-coiner in the world popping up. I mean, I specifically, God, I remember it was, it was the one Vortex and Tone Vase was at some conference. I'm pretty sure somewhere in Southern California it was uh, and i'm pretty certain it was like last i don't know last year pretty sure and they were talking to this to this woman in a in a bikini who was like the chief uh, chief operations officer of a of a new startup and she admit, had said on – like while they were interviewing her – and it was amazing that Vortex and Tone could keep from laughing their asses off while while interviewing this woman because she was talking about how she was – one day she was just homeless. And then the guy who's the CEO of this shit coinery comes up and just basically – because the woman, the woman was beautiful. And I don't – I mean I am going to assume he – Just said, I just need I need a babe, I need a booth babe, I need somebody on the team that's like that I can point to as a COO and as a real looker, because that's the way these people operate. That's why I'm more of a Bitcoin maximalist than uh, than I ever have been. Although disclosure, I own I got a bag of Doge, I got a bag of Litecoin. I cannot be a true Bitcoin maximalist because I still own those. All right, but more and more. It's becoming it, it and like the shitcoinery stuff was clear to me months ago. Uh, Litecoin has been around for a long time. Dogecoin's been around for a long time. If it's been around for a long, long time, I'm, I kind of tend to give it a pass. Most people will go, you can't even give that a pass. But it's stuff like you know this woman who was homeless one day and was the COO of a coin startup the next was just. It was just laugh, It's laughable and it's embarrassing. And Ian Lee, you know, Ian Lee, you know, kind of hits the nail on the head with this with this tweet storm, and it too will be in my uh, curated Twitter timeline. Uh, next up, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hat tip to Marty Bent uh, for running me across this jewellightning.com. dot uh, It is a light lightning charge your browser. Bring the power of lightning to the web within browser payments and identity all with your own node. And it's a plug-in for Chrome. Uh, they've got a plug-in for uh, Firefox, Opera, Chrome, and they will have a, um, a plug-in for Brave Browser. If you're not using Brave Browser, give it a shot. I actually use it all the time. I, <laughs> it's probably maybe the only, maybe the only product uh, um from a, a, kind of a notable scammer in the space that, that I actually like, who knows if it'll last in either event. Uh, one thing to know is that this is, it's not a lightning node. You would have to, you have to run your own lightning node with it. Um, but when you set it up as a, uh, when you do the install, it's really easy to install. Um, the, the, uh, uh, website, uh, lightningjewel.com, uh, has instructions that are really easy to follow. I was able to get the, uh, I was able to get the package up and into my browser inside of like a couple of minutes. The only thing that I don't have running is I don't have a lightning node yet. Um, I, if anybody from, you know, a, a lightning node maker, like, uh, nodal it, Uh, is listening and would like to sponsor the show with a lightning node. I'd be more than happy to set that song bitch up. But in either event, when you first click on the uh, uh, if you're in Chrome and you got the the, the module installed and you click on the little emblem, uh, it says, Hey, where's your lightning node? And it's, I mean, it's it is slick, so it's it's really really cool. It's lightning node or i'm sorry lightningjewel.com uh, go check them out and if you've got a lightning node you know maybe install it play around with it uh word of caution it is in beta they 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 do say you need to be careful but uh help the guys out over at lightningjewel.com and and you know maybe test out their stuff uh moving on up the stack da, 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 da. marty bent again this is the this will be the end of the uh, daily roundup Marty Bent uh, says we will be uh, hopping in the studio with Matthew Mazinskis from the at crypto underscore voices podcast next week and need help from you freaks before we record. Since Matthew has the voice of a God, <laughs> we want to record some mini Bitcoin commercials along along the lines of this. And he links to uh, a has, uh, has, hasu at H.A.S.U.F.L how to advertise something as a medium of wealth transfer quote you never actually own a bitcoin you merely look after it to the next generation uh, or n- look after it for the next generation and anyway he's uh, so uh, hasu is linked to uh, uh elaine uh at a or i'm sorry at e i a i N-E. And she's got a piece uh, that's actually kind of hilarious. And it's it's in my it's in my stack. But so if you guys want to make some like one line, like one sentence things, uh, Marty wants you to get into this particular tweet and tweet your one liner Bitcoin ad. For uh, uh, the the gentleman that he's going to have on the podcast do uh, 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 voices do voices for, which I think is going to be I think it would be really funny if they got like a whole shit ton of them to do. So uh, that tweet is also my curated timeline. Go uh, go check it out. Help uh, Marty and the boys out a little bit. And speaking of Marty and the boys, we're going to do Marty's bit next. Marty's Bent is uh, from Tuesday, November the 27th, 2018, issue number 367. This is entitled Back to Basics. And first thing up is he's got a link um, to uh, a Medium post from Hugo Wynn, How Cryptography Redefines Private Property, and he's got an excerpt from that. Uh, and it's it, it goes like this. Thus, public key cryptography today considered the greatest cryptographic achievement in 2,000 years was born. It took several decades for this technology to filter down to the masses largely thanks to the efforts of the cypherpunk movement. The cypherpunks, foreseeing that the state's monopoly on this new technology creates a huge imbalance of power and a potential threat to individual liberty took incredible risks to bring public key cryptography to civilians. When they successfully successfully did the gates were flung wide open for the first time in history individuals could afford encryption as strong as the militaries, but it was not until the invention of bitcoin that public-key cryptography realizes its full potential its application in digital hard money would redefine private property Public Key Cryptography's application in digital hard money greatly changes the social contract that has bound human societies for thousands of years. That individuals need the state for the protection of property, and the state in turn needs individuals to finance its continued existence. One has to wonder, if securing property is the primary function of a state, then will its role and power be significantly reduced in a world run on digital hard money? And Marty's bent on that is it's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Brooklyn, and it seems like a perfect morning to get back to basics. Lucky for us, our boy Hugo Wynn dropped an incredibly insightful and lucid piece on the evolution of property rights from the time of Plato to today. And how public key cryptography is completely changing the dynamic of property, how it relates to individuals and governments, and questioning the need for politicians to participate in private property protection going forward. I highly recommend that you take the 11 minutes to read this piece because I truly believe most people do not fully understand the technology they have at their hands public key cryptography has been utilized by the masses for decades via this thing called internet commerce, which I'm sure a lot of you freaks took much pleasure in using yesterday. However, I would argue... The fact that most people in the world use this technology unknowingly means that there exists a sort of disconnect between the power of the technology and the understanding of this power by the masses. To most people, the internet works like magic. A good portion of people using the internet today were born and grew up in a time before the internet and did not have the need to understand how these networks operated because they did not have as much of an effect on their everyday lives. As time goes on, And as more and more people are born into a world hyper-connected via the Internet, and as more of the economy becomes intertwined with software, citizens of the future are going to have a much better understanding of the tech that runs their world. This means they will have a much better understanding of the options that are available to them when it comes to protecting their digital property. Bitcoin is an an incredible tool that has made more and more people aware of the powerful tech that they have available to them. I personally had no idea how powerful public key cryptography was until I downloaded my first Electrum wallet, created a seed phrase, sent BTC to that wallet, traveled to a foreign land with that 12-word phrase, became strapped for cash, downloaded another Electrum wallet on my dad's computer, used the seed to access my funds, and exchanged BTC for cash. The rush of adrenaline and sense of freedom I experienced after hitting Enter upon typing in the phrase and seeing my BTC there in the newly created wallet was unlike anything I had experienced up to that point. Extremely cheesy, I know, <clears throat> but it was the first time I truly realized the power of this technology. Those precious twelve words—sorry, those precious twelve words ordered in a certain way—were mine. And no one but me knew them. Those words gave me the ability to access money in a time of need, and I could have accessed it anywhere in the world where I could download a wallet. This is a powerful realization and I believe more and more people will have similar experiences as Bitcoin continues to spread. Bitcoin may be the tool that does the best job of helping people understand the power of public key cryptography because when used correctly, it forces individuals to learn about it. And again, as more people as as more people are born into a world in which the internet has proliferated, the more educated the masses will be to the options laid before them. Bitcoin is one application that utilizes this power, but it happens to be attempting to fulfill one of the most important apps in the world, money. Grow your no freaks, Peep Hugo's article. And if you have an hour to kill after it, Peep, best stats, the law. I think it's a good pairing with this piece in particular final thought one time when i was in sixth grade i was riding the terrible pirate ship ride this way's back and forth high in the air next to a girl i had a crush on 15 minutes after crushing five slices of pizza wound up puking all over her it was a horrible experience still haunts me what a stupid ride man marty my heart goes out for you man dude that is just it's like your worst freaking nightmare come true man God. Anyway, okay. So uh, my bent on Marty's bent is, yeah, you know, public key cryptography is is absolutely. Oh my God! It's not. It's not just that it's powerful. It is fascinating, especially. I mean, asymmetric cryptography is one of the coolest things I've ever laid my hands on. And what's, you know, kind of crappy about it is that, like, you know, my old job uh, down at in, in Lubbock, I kept, you know, I, I got almost everybody in that room to, uh, to, like, I think I had, like, there were five other people in that room, and I got almost all of them into Bitcoin. But even even then, even though that they, you know, I, I'm pretty sure one of them ended up with a, a hardware wallet, I'm um, pretty, you know pretty sure at least one or two ended up with hardware wallets when you've got and there and they would have had to have gone through that thing where they have like you know either 12 or 24 words and um and it's it's the seed phrase that causes the creation of their private keys which which in turn creates a bunch of public keys uh you have this infinite amount of public keys that can only basically be unlocked by that one private key But if you have any of those public keys, you'll never be able to get to the private key. And that when I realized that it was a shakedown moment for me, but I still was never able to get them to have fun with other forms of cryptography. You know, it was always like it was like too much of a bother. I started working. I can't remember the name of it, but it's where you hide messages inside of pictures. And then decrypt them on the other side. And basically any all anybody ever sees is that I send a, I don't know, a picture of a cat, you know, but the other person that knows, like if I, if I, send them a public key so that they can decrypt that, um, then that, that their public key could only decrypt a message that I sent them. And it's, I don't know, man, it's just, it's amazing. And it is kind of, it kind of bummed me out that they didn't really give a shit. So I agree with Marty that this is probably the most powerful technology human species have seen in a long, long time, and it's almost completely unappreciated. Anyway, that's going to do it for Marty's Bent. You can find Marty Bent at Marty Bent over on Twitter, and we will read another Marty's Bent when Marty Bent writes another Marty's Bent. All right, people, let's do some vital statistics. A little bit easier to do it today now that we've had a little bit of a <clears throat> a little bit of a bump, right? So the price of Bitcoin is averaging four thousand two hundred and fifty-four, with a high over at Bitstamp at no, I'm sorry, at Bitfinex at four thousand two hundred and fifty-eight, and a low at uh, Bitstamp at four thousand one hundred and sixty-nine. Uh, man, it's just this this changes keeps cruising along. Transactions in the last 24 hours is right where it should be about, about <clears throat> sorry about a quarter million, ten thousand transactions per hour. There's a 1.2 million Bitcoin sent in the last 24 hours, which is 5.3 billion dollars US. Okay, so 5.3 billion dollars was transacted over the last 24 hours. And I keep that in mind when I when I just say. You know, the number of Bitcoins sent in the last 24 hours is like $1.2 million. Um, You should probably actually run the calculation to find out how much USD that is. That, that's a lot of money. And Of course, it's a drop in the bucket to global markets, but my God, $5.3 billion in 24 hours? That's a lot of bones to roll, pal. Um, uh, the average per hour SEND is 52,000 BTC. Average transaction value is 4.8 BTC, and the median transaction value has decreased to 0.04 BTC, or 175 bucks. <clears throat> um, where are we at? Block time is high, 11 minutes and 5 seconds, with 127 blocks minted over the last 24 hours, 5 blocks per hour on average. Bitcoin has been taken in fees on a per-block basis, and the reward over the last 24 hours has been 1,588 Bitcoins minted and 36.65 Bitcoins taken in fees. Hash rate has increased slightly, 6.79 at the time of this taping, to 43 exahashes per hour. Uh, The last GitHub commit was yesterday, 27th. Last GitHub commit for Bcash was the twentieth. Still there, whatever. Anyway, um, speaking of Bcash is back over two hundred at two hundred and four. Litecoin is at thirty four ninety two. Ethereum Classic is at five bucks. Bitcoin Gold is at nineteen forty four. And Dogecoin actually has gotten a bump too, zero point zero zero two USD. Uh Bcash has thirteen thousand transactions and Dogecoin is walking all over it with twenty-eight thousand transactions. Eh, why anybody I, that whole clown show just needs to end. Anyway, so that that's good mercy, that's gonna do it for the vital statistics. The Train Wrecked is brought to you by Whale Panda via Hasu. The Dan Larimer Effect, steam wrecked even though they had a huge pre-mine, just giving it a couple of years for EOS. (laughs) <laughs> oh man. It's Dan Larimer, steam it. Uh, if you guys haven't, uh, heard about it yet, uh, they're, uh, in bad, bad shape. They've they're in bad shape. Of course, Dan Larimer is not there anymore. He walked away from steam it to start. I get. I think he started, I can't remember what he started after it. I, I want to th- say it was Eos. Um, anyway, it looks like he's just kind of a serial, serial scammer. Anyway. Um, the steam it has an update and uh whale panda is linking to the tweet that uh hasu put out and that tweet has a had the uh, link to the steam it update so for you guys who don't know what steamit.com is eh, it's sort of like medium with a paywall where you can put up your content And, uh, no, it's not me. I'm sorry. It's not meeting with a paywall. People can like give you money for the stuff that you write or the articles that you write or the pictures that you post. You can link to videos. Um, and uh, every time somebody, um, you know, likes your, your post, you get a little bit of steam it, which you, you have, you kind of you have to kind of buy a little bit when you get into the system. And i um, it was probably the worst expenditure of Bitcoin I ever had, but I was, you know, new, it was 20, I don't know, 2016 when this thing came out or late 2015 in either event, I dropped like 20 bucks on it, you know, worth of, of Bitcoin and, and got some steam so that I could like, you know, up uh, upvote people's posts. And, you know, and I've, I, I, I've, you know used it before it's it's actually you know it was it's kind of interesting but it's gotten a little boring uh, anyway so the update reads like this dear steamians steemit inc is currently undergoing a structural reorganization H- here's an aside anybody who wants to bullshit you into believing that they're not going that their house isn't completely on fire uses the term structural reorganization okay back to the article Undergoing a structural reorganization, which I believe is important to share with the community. Steemit, Inc. is a private company that runs the open source Steemit.com, a decentralized app on the Steam blockchain. Steemit, Inc. also uses some of its resources and engineers to contribute code updates to the Steam blockchain. In addition, we provide APIs to third-party developers at our expense to help grow the developer ecosystem. Given the weakness of the cryptocurrency market, the fiat returns on our automated selling of Steam diminishing, and the growing cost of running full Steam nodes, we have been forced to lay off 70% of the team. 70% of their employees just got laid off before Christmas. So, Daily Trainwreck is steam. Steam it. God, just what a, whatever. Okay, that's it for the Daily Trainwreck. We'll uh, do Terrible Joke Corner next. Okay, Terrible Joke Corner is brought to you by Elaine's Idle Mind. This is actually from the uh, article we were talking about earlier um, that was talking about a Bitcoin Bitcoin is forever. And that one line, one liner that says, uh, so you never actually own a Bitcoin. You merely look after it for the next generation. Well... Oh, when in, inside this article is kind of a bad joke and I thought I would uh, share it with you guys for a terrible joke corner so here it goes someday son this will all be yours I get to have a boat? no I'm talking about my watch I'd rather have the boat bad choice if it flies, floats, or fornicates it's cheaper to rent mom says you're three months behind on child support payments <laughs> 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 that was a good one that's good I like that one uh, it's not really a bad joke it's not really a terrible joke it's not really kind of a a joke it's just I don't It's just something about the slap in the face at the end that's just kind of funny anyway so that's your terrible joke for the day Okay, guys, that's it. I'm out. I got things to do. I think I'm going to go eat some sushi with my wife. I like sushi. Anybody who hasn't tried sushi that says sushi sucks, you need to go eat it first. Because, man, I got to tell you, I used to think the same thing about sushi. It's actually really, really good. I've been eating it now for years, but it took for me to be in college before some girl that I was dating at the time dragged me into a sushi restaurant and said at least try it before you start talking about dead fish heads. And man, I was converted ever since. Great, great food. I'm going to enjoy that. You guys go and enjoy your day. Enjoy the 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 double digit bump that we've got. Hopefully it'll hang around. Hopefully this will, you know, turn, you know, maybe turn the market around. I don't know. I'm in it for the long haul.